0: Welcome to Fortress of Faith with Tom Wallace, calling North America to repentance and revival. Welcome back to the Corner of Truth and Courage. You're with Tom Wallace and our special guest today uh, with Nehemiah Paul in the studio. And uh, Nehemiah, it's great to have you back here with us, with our listeners uh, today. And yesterday you began talking to us about introduction about your your background coming from Pakistan you're the uh, international coordinator with FMI they're kind of a missionary organization in many different Muslim countries uh, you were the national director in Pakistan your uh, dad's story of how he got saved is an amazing story so I'm just gonna let you kind of get us started into that there and uh, because his uh, his studies of Islam And becoming a a Hafiz and explain all that for us there. And here's a man who was going to be a very influential leader in Islam in Pakistan, where his education was leading him. And instead, it led him somewhere else to Christ. And so explain that story.
1: Sure. My father, he was uh, born in a very radical uh, Muslim family, a Sunni family. My uh, granddad, he was an imam in the mosque. Very successful, rich person. He had many lands in Pakistan, landlords. My grandmother, she was a very, very religious and radical woman. Uh, she used to teach Quran to to, to to Muslim girls. And there was a rule. There was a one only one rule in my uh, grandparents house and the rule was that while you entering in the house especially to that room where my grandmother used to teach Quran uh, these girls they should not turn their back while leaving the room they have to uh, go uh, backwards uh, from the room so they don't turn their backs so this that was a rule in their house and uh, my father was the eldest son in the family so my grandfather he wanted him to send to uh, become a Mufti in Islamic University, for our listeners, I want to tell that mufti is Islamic title, like a doctor or a Christian doctor when you go and finish your doctorate in, um, a, in in theology. So my granddad wanted my father to be a mufti, so they send him to a Madrasa, Madrasa Islamic school that teach Shia for from the childhood uh, to teenage so my father he never been to a traditional school but he spent his his, his entire life in madrissa and uh, then he was a junior or associate imam in the mosque for several years And then he was uh, being sent to uh, Pakistan's, one of the largest Islamic universities, to become a mufti. When he was
0: in the madrasa, he's memorizing the Quran. And uh, usually, by the time they get to about 13, 14 and stuff, they've memorized the Quran and stuff. And they're called uh, hafiz. It's a very honored position to, and uh, the term Hafiz is like a guardian. They've guarded uh, the the word of Allah in their heart. They've memorized it there. And, And your dad had, you know, it was in that place. And so, you know, he could just quote the Quran, I mean, left, right, and center. So now he's uh, going further in his education. Yeah. Yeah. Take us from there.
1: Yeah. And, and uh, let me explain that this uh, title Hafiz or Hafiz, as you say in English, Hafiz, this title is honor in, in Muslim world. And when a child or a teenager, when he finishes memorizing the whole Quran, there is a massive celebration in the family. And that is a very, very special occasion among Muslims when they celebrate and when they invite people to have a feast together. So my father did that in, when he was 11 years old. He was a sharp student. And the reason is this because he had a no obligation to work as a child laborer. So he was just studying because he came from that background. But he was just in a madrisa where he just has... Uh, had to learn Quran that was his main job so
0: yeah so he's like a rising star yeah. and many hopes are pinned on yeah. him to go far in you know as a scholar in Islam okay
1: and there. and and memorizing Quran really really helped him after that when he started serving Jesus because he was speaking all the verses and throwing at Muslims. So then he became when he went to Islamic University and starting reading and studying about Quran and he was becoming a mufti. And we are talking that is a story of 1970s when there were uh, missionaries from Germany, from England, from America who were serving in Pakistan. And these missionaries were. Very good quality missionaries, I would say. They used to learn Pakistani language. They were well aware of the culture and everything. This Islamic university, they wanted to prepare someone who can go and debate with these Christian missionaries in Pakistan.
0: So, And who better than a Hafiz who yeah. could just, just rattle off the Quran and <laughs> yeah. just uh, r- run circles around these guys, yeah.
1: right? And they picked up my father because he was a sharp student. He was an intelligent guy. He said, hey, you are being picked up and you have to learn about uh, Bible. And uh, this is the Bible you have. And you have to learn it. You have to uh, find contradictions and errors and corruption in the Bible so you can have a debate with with, uh, Christian missionaries. He was reading on his own and uh, he was studying the Bible. After three months, he realized that Jesus is the only Savior. And instead of finding uh, mistakes, errors, and corruption, he found Jesus Christ, he found salvation, and he gave his life to Christ.
0: Wow. And
1: after that, Bible is banned in that university. No one is allowed to bring Bible in the university (laughs) till now.
0: (laughs) Because it altered one of their stars, their rising stars. And, uh, and if he couldn't handle it, and if it converted him, you know we're not going to let that happen to someone yeah. else. Now think about this, folks, because uh, you know although this is an amazing story, it's not unique. He's not the only one. Yeah. There's uh, a graduate of the Al Azhar down in um, in Cairo, and he was one of your high muftis already, and he was given the challenge to do the very same thing with the Bible. And he became a Christian there, and um, I can't reveal his identity because of the fatwas that are on him and so on there. But anyhow, it is just uh, an amazing story about your dad. But uh, he suffered greatly. Now, here's the picture I want our listeners to understand. You all were a wealthy family. I mean, there was some uh, lots of lands and uh, things that you know income that was available to him. Yeah. But uh, he's putting all that at risk uh, because he discovered something when he studied the Bible. I mean, he had a, f- a great future ahead of him. Wealth, fame, honor, all that kind of stuff there. But he opened the Bible, and his life changed as a result of that. What was it that, uh, can you let our listeners, or you know, do you know that part of your dad's story where this was the thing he couldn't get away from as what he read well what were what were the things was it just the the gospel message or was it the bible in in, in its whole entirety or what was what were what were the things
1: uh, most of the time he talks about the package in the bible we have and he he explains about that package and that is nowhere else other than the bible in this in this entire world the package has salvation the package has eternal life this package has uh, privilege to be lord's daughters and sons the package has uh, assurance of salvation that we're going to go and see god in the heaven and then when we he compares that what kind of life allah is giving in the heaven he said i don't want that life because that life is, looks like a pornographic set Allah has set for the Muslims. And he said, I don't want that. I, I, I'm learning Quran and Muhammad and this is not what I do in the Quran. And uh, when he saw that God-man, Jesus by himself, is offering peace and comfort to the people, he, he was so amazed to, to learn that, that Jesus is searching for him. He's looking for him. He said, "Here I am," and these are the verses that really storm his brain. And he said, "I don't want to follow Muhammad anymore." Wow,
0: you know, it's uh, for us when you get so familiar with something, you kind of lose the glory and the the beauty that's in it, and that's a danger for Christians and and even husbands and wives in their marriage. You know, you become so familiar with things that you forget the things that are Amazing, and that uh, just uh, enlightening. We need to be reminded, and not to become complacent, and uh, to, to those things there. So, your your dad's coming to this discovery, and we we don't have a lot of time in this broadcast. But kind of introduce if you could. And tomorrow, when 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 we have you back, I want you to continue with this story, if you would, of uh, the consequences. Of uh, that, and then how you all came to faith and all that kind of stuff and the service that you're doing but explain if you would there what happened when he started revealing that he's believing in Christ the, not, not the Muslim Christ but the Christ of the Bible
1: yeah so once he finished that and he was he was struggling with faith because as I mentioned to you maybe our listeners don't know about about Pakistan or Shia law but let me explain that If you are a Muslim or you're born in a Muslim household or you convert to Islam, there is no way other than death that you return to any other religion. Or you choose that, hey, I don't want Islam, I want to go and follow Hinduism or Christianity or any other faith or religion. So there is no way of leaving Islam. So there were many thoughts going on and uh, he returned to his house during the summer vacations and he was carrying uh, the word of God with him and he was reading when, whenever there is uh, nobody in the house. So he was trying to read it. And if people know that countries like Pakistan, Muslim countries, uh, there is a concept of extended family. They live together. So not only husband, wife and three children, but aunts, uncles, they all live in a huge compound. And my father, he they had a huge compound, about 12 rooms. And uh, uh, the whole family, when I say whole family means extended family, they were living together. So uh, my father was studying on his own and he was uh, trying. And when my grandmother, she was cleaning his room, he found there's a Bible in it. And uh, she inquired him and she asked what this this uh, unholy book is doing in this house and she threw that book away and my father had a choir. we had a fight with my uh, grandmother um, and um, um, then they realized that this boy is uh, turning back from uh, islamic teachings and uh, they had uh, we call it um, in in pakistan we call it a jirga jirga is uh, a council of elderly people in the family who sit together and they decide they don't go to court, uh, they decide among themselves. And there was a jirga, and they called all the elders in the family and they asked him what's going on, what's happening. And he was, uh, and he had no idea because he was not able to see any Christian scholar, he was not able to meet any uh, missionary yet, he was just studying the Bible on his own. There were only two persons my father and Jesus. I mean, there was. A Bible between him, and there was uh, just a one-to-one conver- uh, um, um, uh, study and a reading going on. And uh, they kicked him out, um, and, and uh, before they kicked him out, they tried to kill him. And uh, definitely next episode, I'm going to share how they kicked him out.
0: Okay, well we're going to pick up on more on that there. This will get really exciting uh, there in tomorrow's broadcast. I hope you join us at the corner of Truth and Courage. God bless you.
2: This is Tyler Hudson with you from Fortress of Faith. We want to thank you for listening to the broadcast today. And just to give you a quick update, we are still in the month uh, of our fundraising for April. We have breached the halfway point. And uh, we'd ask that you'd pray if God would have you to help uh, with some operating expenses that we have here. We do this every April, and there are three ways you can give. First, uh, the easiest way is to go to fortressoffaith.com. You can click on donate there and do that safely and securely with Canadian or U.S. funds. A second way is to call 1-800-616-0082. That's again 1-800. 616-0082, and you can donate that way, or if you'd prefer to send a check, you can send that to P.O. Box 30485. That's Bellingham, Washington, 98226. Again, that's P.O. Box 30485, Bellingham, Washington, 98226. Thank you so much for listening and for being a part of our ministry here at Fortress of Faith. God bless.